You're listening to the Racking Focus Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Racking Focus Podcast. I'm Josiah Blizzard. And I'm John Doyle. And today we're on our uh, next episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, our walkthrough with the story with you. Yeah, and this episode is titled Power Broker. And we'll sort of see how and if that applies the way the other titles have applied to the previous episodes. Maybe I made a mistake. You did? Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have put it in a museum. Maybe I should have destroyed it. But that shield represents a lot of things to a lot of people, including me. The world's upside down. We need a new cap. And it ain't going to be Walker. So before you go and destroy it, I'm going to take it for him myself. Uh, what, what, did you, what did you think? What's your overall response? Uh, what did I think of the episode? I thought that we were launched into a cyberpunk movie for a minute and it got really exciting going to a new place that right. we had never been. Um, and an important place in the Marvel comic universe. That's what I've been hearing from some of the people on YouTube who are doing these Easter egg videos. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, all of a sudden I felt like I was in like Blade Runner. You know, yeah, or John Wick or, or something. John Wick, or right? Something. Yeah, exactly. The color, to, the color of that world right. felt. Very or I was Wickian. playing Cyberpunk 2077. Right. And I was go. stuck in Night City, except there were no bugs or glitches right. in, this, exactly. in, this, uh, <laughs> in this show. Um, you know, overall, I really liked the episode. I think e- each episode is just getting better and better as far as like launching us into um, better action set pieces and mm-hmm. uh, new interesting places with new characters. And uh, the the more that we talk about it, and the more that you know, you you've said it multiple times it feels like you're watching a Marvel comic come to life because yeah. there's these pieces of people, like people or places or things that keep popping up. And Zemo is one of them. Sharon Carter is one of them. And uh, it, at some point in this episode, I was like, man, this really, it just feels like this is a comic book come to life mm-hmm. uh, that these people who are in, I mean, we haven't seen Zemo since civil war. We haven't seen him since 2015 or 2016. Right. And all of a sudden he's back. And I really like watching Zemo interact with Falcon and uh, the Winter Soldier. Yeah. So I really like the episode. Well, and, and certainly Bucky is the Winter Soldier this episode. He is undoubtedly the Winter yeah, Soldier. And, and we're gonna, we can talk about the transition yeah. that might be happening there. But that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was really good. I, it's interesting to me they pulled back on some of the broader issues to really push the Buddy film this time through too. Yeah. And, you know, Zemo's, like, taking the time to go to the club and watch Zemo dance is all part of what makes a miniseries possible and also something that an episodic comic book would mm-hmm. take the time to do, too. So we're yeah. it, these feel like issues of a limited series comic book instead of right. an episodic limited television series. Right. And it's classic, like, buddy cop film mixed with uh, team up with the villain who knows right. the inside uh, world to to that crime world right to the, to whatever the the goal is mm-hmm. um you know you 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 team up with a art thief to figure out how to catch the other art thief right, right. uh obviously this isn't the case in that but this is this is this is uh super soldier serum you team up with a guy who understands hydra to catch hydra yeah and who uh, hates super soldiers and right. who hates super soldiers so uh yeah they're definitely pulling stuff from the genre Mm-hmm. And placing it in this in this world, which is fun. Uh, you were right about Sharon Carter being this free agent who is just who who uh, actually needs a pardon because she was on the run with with uh, Cap when he was this uh, nomadic captain, right? Yeah, and then is of course lost to him mm-hmm. and 
uh, whatever she has five years i guess during the blip where right where no one's taking care of her where she's off on right. her own because she survived right because she survives or at yeah. least we think she survives mm-hmm. it seems to be the case that that's when she does this right. she doesn't blip and then come back it seems like she's it seems in like trouble. she sets up her entire operation over in madripoor while the right. blip happened um and that's and and talking about the blip there's this there's this theory that um zola the scientist uh who worked with red skull is power broker Uh, right that's one of the theories i've seen popping around the internet and uh interesting theory considering he is it could it could be it's plausible um and he could have set up his power during that blip Mm -hmm. time right when all the other government agencies are kind of in shambles he's taking out opportunity to to come to power there but we'll we'll see that's one of the popular theories popping around but um the other theory is that Sharon Carter could be working for the power broker because there's this one scene where uh, it was after the firefight in right. She gets the in the car. She with gets the, in the car, mm-hmm. which is a very and, strange scene. Yeah, and she could be the power broker too, to be honest. Sure. Uh, yeah. She, but but that seems so. One of the things about this episode is it jams substantial character revisionism down mm-hmm. our throats yeah so baron zemo was not baron zemo in that original appearance right. in ultron right he right. is he's not that right right or not ultron in winter soldier yeah he, but during the time of ultron we don't have a sense that there's a baron who's going to move past that and then in winter soldier we see him and he seems like he's from a like he's what they talk about him like being a rebel of some sort of terrorist or something like that you know yeah yeah he yeah well he was uh he was like a soldier or something yeah Yeah. and and it just seems to me that he's they've moved him to the comic book Mm -hmm. baron zemo and kicked his costume through the roof right 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 uh and it looks great like when he pulled that mask on i was very excited to see it didn't look stupid like i was yeah it looked good that coat was really nice uh but you know he is certainly a different character there's some very s- different characteristics mm-hmm. there was a weakness i mean remembering that sort of attempted suicide at the end of right winter soldier right yeah uh, and that doesn't seem in the character of this particular guy that this feels more like a bond well villain. well and you can think that he's he's had five uh, more than five years yeah, more than five to years. kind of grieve the loss of his family right because it was really what it was it was the loss of his family that drove him to do Right. What he did in Winter Soldier. And he's mm-hmm. now had time to grieve. He's had time to come to grips with everything he did and everything that's happened. And he's a different Zemo now. And right. I think I think you can chalk that up to time passing and it, it, the amount of reflection he's had right. in, in, in prison. And I don't know if he blipped either. Um, because It seems to me that if you're in prison and you're still in prison, you couldn't have blipped. Yeah, right. Because when you blipped out yeah where well where, where do you blip back i think right. you probably blip back to the same exact uh, spot know. you were in weird. based on what we've seen in spider-man yeah, i guess right the basketball true. team mm-hmm. uh blips out and then they blip back and the game is like right. still, still happening on. yeah um yeah so but we, yeah i the, guess you'd blip right back into your prison cell there might be a new guy in there with you right but <laughs> that's complex <laughs> yeah uh, and Sharon Carter is quite a different character than she yeah. was previously but again you can your your thoughts about it that time doing its damage i think are legitimate mm-hmm. she it's why i think it could be a red herring for her to be the power broker or be working with the power broker she could also be working with the cia the other thing sure. that we heard right is there's this cia to power broker mm-hmm. transition that happens with the 
the doctor whose Nagel his name is. Nagel, yeah. And he's from that uh, red, truth. Red, white, and black. Red, white, and black mm-hmm. comic. And, uh, you know, his he talks about it working for the CIA. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering if there's, if there, if she may still be employed and just undercover, Yeah, you know, she may be disavowed sort of style right, um, right. figure, but who knows? I mean, we're going to see where that, that goes. Right. The, the thing I said to you just before we started recording was that these titles have really referenced someone who is in the story. Mm-hmm. We're being introduced in the story. Right. And you're this t- time to break that down, you're talking new world order. You have introduction Flag to Flag Smashers. Smashers. Star Spangled Man, you have an introduction to John Walker. Right. This episode, Power Broker, you don't get an introduction necessarily to that specific person or unless, we do. unless we just don't know who it is yet. Because it's Sharon Carter or or it's Zemo or it's right. whatever, you know, yeah. where whoever that is. And, and that's gonna be interesting to see. It, and it may just resolves. be an overall like larger organization that yep. you're that we are seeing the influence of, but not uh, it, because it could be we're introduced to, to one organization in this in this show in this in this episode. It's the GRC, right? Uh, no, correct. And so that feels like the, who is in control of the uh, medicine and the, mm-hmm. uh, the I don't remember what the GRC stands for. I'll, I'll see if I can find it when you're talking next here. But well, I'll um, talk then for a second. Yeah, and let me do see if it. I can find. I mean, they they. It was interesting, right? That's a completely different way of approaching the story when that commercial P- PSA, whatever, appeared at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It felt like we were in a different place. It almost felt like we had jumped back into WandaVision structure. Yeah. And then we came out of it and everything moved forward. Right. It stands for the Global Repatriation Council. Right. And they're essentially... Um, that they they manage resources for refugees displaced by the blip essentially right Um, because when you come back your house has been sold or is now inhabited by someone else and you know your job's been taken over by someone else they're they're trying to replace or re uh, reinstall people into society Mm -hmm. essentially right so uh but it's a large corporation across the globe um that is also in control of John Walker and right. shuttling him around like the cars that he's been getting out of have been GRC cars. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, so it seems like they're very power hungry in a way. Yeah, maybe it is an organization and there's a person, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it plays well, out. Well, and, and it could be an honest organization who is being influenced by an outside third right. party mm-hmm. and they just don't know it in the same way uh, Shield was actually influenced by Hydra. Right, Hydra, yeah. So it, that could very well be a possibility. The other, the red flag for me with Sharon Carter was actually really early in the story when she says, "Come to my place in Hightown," like that. The in Hightown, you know, in Hightown, right? You know, the... where we've heard from Zemo before. That's that's where the powerful people are, and yeah. I don't have access there. I have access to this other part, yeah, Lowtown. Yeah. And you you get a really clear idea that she is that she's someplace that is where the where yeah. the real bad guys are you right, know right. um and that's where the real real power is right they don't have to uh they don't have to do like petty crime to yeah. to get by or any she's selling art right she's she's auctioning art and stuff in well the, yeah stolen stolen illegal, uh, stolen yeah stolen, stolen art. real art which yeah, is but fantastic she's not doing like low life crime right. stuff she is a uh, like a white collar criminal in a way so uh, so we'll we'll yeah. see where she lands. Uh, it's good to see her back. Mm-hmm. She was extraordinarily bitter. Yeah, she's and, definitely gotten more cynical over the years. Uh, and extraordinarily good at fighting. I thought that 
fight yeah. sequence was great. Well, yeah, and so is and so is Zemo actually. Oh, Zemo! I, yeah. I didn't expect him to be as as good as he is, and he's smart too. Right. Um, That's part of what my concerns are about the character revisionism, but it could also just be mm-hmm. not a big deal. Like it, it's just a comic, right? So we're moving. Forward. It's well, Zemo right now is the char- is a character for me that I hope doesn't end at the end of the series. Yeah. Like no. I hope he continues, mm-hmm. and I hope we can see a, a actual character arc for him to i mean if he's as rich as he is can he replace tony stark in the yeah, avengers yeah, from the, yeah right? well well as he, far as from a funding standpoint yeah he's a bad dude though for sure but he's only a bad dude when it comes to uh it's just it's about what his wants are yeah and so if you can agree with his like his wants are the same as uh sam and and bucky's right now right, right they want right, to find the power broker and stop and so as far as funding goes, maybe he could help Avengers out in certain situations and not in others, right? So Interesting. That's an interesting thought. Um, I want to say a little bit about the overall theme before we jump into the next character because Sharon Carter is the mm-hmm. thing that, that landed this for me. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, it'll come out with Zemo too. This issue that I've been talking about throughout the process we, where we've been chatting about, about race, mm-hmm. this is definitely the episode that's about um, disillusionment. Mm-hmm. You know, we have Sam hearing you don't really believe in that ideology you don't really believe in that thing you know that the american ideal isn't true like right. that's why you gave up the shield which is not what he did right he gave it up because he didn't feel worthy right. and now we're in a different the, that conversation about why he's given up the shield has changed mm-hmm. and we're in a place where and this is interesting to me because it's it is what makes me think i know where we're headed with him and the Captain America role is that right now he's in the position where people where you're angry and mm-hmm. you don't believe in anything right um, and it, because of the violation and he finds out you know that the CIA was trying to develop super soldier serum yeah from you know the blood of the black Captain America that we heard right. about you know last episode and that there's something really disillusioning about all of that yeah uh, and yeah. for and that's where he seems to be sitting. And Sharon Carter is in that position, so she played out all the language we needed to allow him to respond. There was a little bit of that with Zemo on the plane, but it was mostly sitting in that space. With yeah, well, the big conversation with Zemo on the plane too is is Sam's now gone the opposite way, right? He's 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 struggled with himself and and feeling worthy of the shield, and so he didn't feel worthy. So he's like, okay, I'm just going to give it to the museum it's gonna be this piece that people can honor and 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 look at and, rem- and remember but now he's seeing it as man i should have just destroyed this thing mm-hmm. and because this thing is doing more harm than good right when 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 really he's he's become like i'm not gonna say the opposite of cap but he's having so much uh doubt with people right he doesn't trust anybody he's hardly trusting bucky mm-hmm. um I mean, at one point he doesn't even completely, he doesn't trust Bucky at all until Zemo shows up and he's like, well, I guess I have to do this thing now. Right. You're, he, he's, he's stuck. And, uh, Cap was the opposite in, he put his, he put his faith in people. He put his, his trust in people. Right. Um, which is the entirety of civil war. Right. I mean, it's the entirety of his relationship with Bucky. Um, yeah, right. Exactly. And putting his, putting his trust and faith in people. And I think at some point Sam just needs to, to do that again yeah it's about i so part of what is this the issue of the ideal of america like there's it's a big thing Mm -hmm. 
and the the America that we become is the America that's John Walker, right? Mm-hmm. The America we could be is the America that's Cap. Mm-hmm. And it is about the people, right? Like it is about the people, like the right. we the people line. Like it, it mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about American exceptionalism or that idea because I don't necessarily believe that that's the case. But I do believe that, you know, there's an ideal that people can live by. Like I'm, I feel strongly about ideology and that we, mm-hmm. not ideology as much as like, that there is an ideal that we can move towards something special and that that's what, that's what he believed about Captain America or Sam believed when it yeah. was Cap, when it was, uh, that's ridiculous, when it was. <laughs> when Steve Rogers <laughs> when Steve was. Steve Rogers with Cap. And now he's he believes he's not worthy of doing that. Right. And then he realizes how much he's put upon yeah. and his what his blackness means in the society and the treatment of that. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the idea of America is breaking down for him, right? And that the very nature of Captain America is problematic and Zemo's like you know we need to not have these heroes because they just create war and Bucky you know that and all of that language and now which is why he feels like he could be tied up with the flag smashers in some way right Zemo could be yeah Yeah. but but except for the super soldier bit and then we have this I think that the arc for Sam is going to be when he decides that he's going to be the ideal that mm-hmm. he is capable of that that, that 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 ideal needs to exist that it's yeah but it's the right about, ideal right it's, yeah. n- it's not, not john a, walker's right well and i don't think john walker has an ideal i think john walker i think it's not something that because ideal has that purity sure. right i think he, he he seems to it's all about him and justice and his personal Mm-hmm. vengeance and I, I just think Sam right now is saying America sucks which is one of the choices we can make yeah. when when we see racism when we see violation we can blame it on the ideal mm-hmm. um, and it, and it, I think there's something I think his arc is going to go someplace else so I'm anxious to sort of see that yeah. and it was interesting to see how far they pushed him this episode that yeah. direction yeah let's, uh, let's actually move to John Walker real yeah, quick because sure. we only have really one scene with him right him and Hoskins and they're um they're getting out of the GRC vehicle, uh, and I think they're in Munich, where yeah. uh, the Flag Smashers took like refuge in this dude's house, right in this dude's like bunker, and they're in that same space, uh, asking the guy, "Hey, where are they? Where'd they go?" And the guy spits on uh, John Walker's face, and uh, we see his true colors come out for sure. For sure, right? This is like the antithesis of what Cap uh, Steve Rogers would do, right? And John Walker yells, do you know who I am? Right. And you're like, Captain America should never have to yell that. And it takes me back. It, it immediately made me think of um, this scene in Game of Thrones where Tywin Lannister says, um, if you have to say I am the king, you are no king. Right. right. Like a yep. king doesn't have to proclaim who he is. And Steve Rogers was never about his ego and never about... Um, you know, trying to make people fear him or make people um, even necessarily believe in him. He was just kind of trying to do the best he could to help other people. Mm -hmm. And this guy gets in his face. uh, John Walker slams him against the wall and says, do you know who I am? The guy's like, yeah, I know who you are, but I don't care. Like, he just doesn't care who he is. Like, he'd rather die than like this cap is just like the complete backwards reverse cap that what we saw with Steve Rogers. Yeah, and and the problem of what we have sometimes in American history, right? Like right. the America that is the 
sledgehammer. Yeah, and uh, he's definitely being corrupted by the power that he has. Mm-hmm. Um, they, he's he's been given too much free reign, control to do whatever he wants to do, and he believes he's. We've heard it in the last episode. He believes he's the government, right? And if he believes he's the government, then he believes he has full control to do whatever he wants to do. Uh, he believes he's all powerful, and especially in like this Western American uh, ideology of like being better. Like I, th- I think a lot of people here. I'm not speaking for everybody, but there's this idea that we're better than every other country on earth. That's just kind of what you're taught when you're growing up in the American school mm-hmm. system. It feels like like other countries aren't like the to the level of the United States are. You know, it's just that's just how it feels. Right. So. Well, and that sledgehammer that is what we see John Walker doing. And he also then is sort of like, he throws up by any means necessary, sort of, yeah. we're going we're gonna to deal with this. I don't care what I have to do to do it. And yeah. those are the things that Cap, the, the, the real Cap, the Steve Rogers Cap, never would buy into, right? right? And so you're right, he's like the antithesis. And he's also the idea that I think the Captain America serves, mm-hmm. right? And this guy yes, is not is. serving. Yeah, there's some other behavior. He's going after. It's from his own personal motivation. He's doing things for himself rather than for doing it for other people to help other people. Um, and which, even Battlestar's questioning it. I think. Yeah. Well, he questions him on like, dude, we no one's going to give us permission to go and do this thing. Right. And he's like, well, that's why you just got to fly solo with me here for a second. We're just going to go under the radar. And he's like, it doesn't matter how it gets done as long as it gets done. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so. But let's uh, let's move over to Flag Smashers for sure. a minute because there's not a huge scene here it's other than the, seeing them at like a GRC. Right, we have camp, one. Right? We have like one scene with them, mm-hmm. and there's that there's the explosion that takes place yeah. in the vehicle that she's responsible for. It looks like right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they are back to their thieving ways to yeah. try and yeah. redistribute wealth. Yeah, so we see them first. I think she's kicking a soccer ball around in a courtyard with some kids and somebody calls Carly up stairs and uh, we see her uh, at the bedside of, of somebody who we can only assume is like a mother figure to her in mm-hmm. some way. At least that's how it felt to me. Yep. Uh, who is who is dying. Um, so she obviously, they brought medicine to this place it looks like, or there is medicine at this place and she's not getting the medicine she needs. And so she has, she has now passed away, um, which only sets Carly off on this like path of destruction of like, well, screw it. We're just going to do what we need to do. And, and we're going to eliminate the people who are causing, causing the issues. And so they steal from the GRC. They steal from the uh, facility here. Uh, And I think somebody says the line, like you have all of this medicine that's just sitting here. Right. Like they're not being used and she decides to blow the place up, which her partner, I think, uh, directly is like against. Right. Yeah, he calls her on see, it. Right? right. He calls her on it, which I thought was really interesting um, and good. Like, it's yeah, good it needed to happen. Right. right. Because it, you needed to show the the conflict between uh, in that organization that not everybody is agreeing with right. what Carly's going to do next. Um, so we could see some kind of mutiny potentially and for we, her yeah and we have that line too where and again the question of ideology where mm-hmm. there's that line that says did you ever think you know five years ago this is what we'd be doing that's right you know that's right um right she's talking about what what her hopes were she mm-hmm. doesn't want to do what she's doing she's doing it because she feels like she needs to do it because nobody else is going to do it right. 
Um, and she's, I mean, she's doing, she is serving. She's in a way, I mean, it sucks that she has to do it the way she's doing it. Right. But she is trying to serve the people as best she can, which is honestly doing more to help other people than what John Walker's Captain America is doing. Oh, about a hundred percent. So right. I, I, I feel like I, I have a, that you have, I think a, a, a good, a bad and a neutral. And I think the flag smashers right now are a very neutral organization who kind of operate, um, in this, I don't know where you'd call it in like the Dungeons and Dragons sort of chart of like chaotic neutral. I don't know where it's, they it's where they neutral, would stand. Right? Yeah. Whether it's chaotic or lawful, we I, we may not actually have enough information about that yet. Yeah, to make yeah. That but they're definitely. I'm not sure where they stand a hundred percent, but she's definitely a little chaotic as far as her methods go, and you don't know what she's going to do next. But so is John Walker. Right. But he's definitely not serving anybody he's definitely not doing good towards anybody it doesn't matter if it's for our heroes it doesn't matter if it's for the villains or or the the bystanders it doesn't matter if it's for battlestar his like he's putting battlestar in a precarious position here with for his job for his yeah absolutely you know uh, own own family own security whatever he's doing right for nothing for, for vengeance, nothing right? right so we see this you know steve rogers does that for uh winter soldier but that's because of redemption mm -hmm. this is not about redemption mm -hmm. right this is a yeah. different path he's going completely different and uh yeah so i i think the flag smashers are are actually gonna end up on sam and bucky's side by the end I just of this hope that that's the case i really do i have yeah. a lot of hope that they can remedy that there may need to be a sacrifice a redemptive sacrifice in there somewhere mm -hmm. but th it feels like they're what they want to do is righteous what they're doing is problematic yeah. and that, that there needs to be some work through with that. It, it's a, it's to, to serve their purpose. It's a, by any means necessary sort right. of thing. They have to just do this, but they are using what gifts and abilities they have to help serve people rather than to rob banks right, and to right, right. serve themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. So they could be far worse than what they actually are right now, but For um, sure. And Madripoor showed us that, right? Cause Oh, exactly. It's, a up place. it's definitely a messed up place. I hope we get more Madripoor down I the road. We're going to see Madripoor. Look, if they get Wolverine in there, we'll oh see yeah, Mets yeah. Wolverine's a Madripoor character, and there's yeah. a lot of other. I mean, it is the place that does this. Right. In, in the way Wakanda is, the thing that Wakanda is. Mm -hmm. This is another location that is that same similar sort of. Yeah. We we will be back there. I'm sure. There's a there's a movie somewhere with a, a Madripoor underground sort of movie that with a superhero right like yeah the, well there's a wolverine that could be there but there's i think sure. it becomes a way for them to have a place where the bad guys are yeah you know and that that's right. interesting as long as they don't i mean they can blow it up too who knows it's yeah six episodes we still have time let's um let's talk about wakanda real quick yeah and then and then let's spend some time with bucky and sam and be done yeah, yeah that's good so you go go ahead so wakanda is <laughs> a big deal uh um I'll throw my race conversation out really quick. Yeah. And, um, so there's a pile of things here, right? Wakanda's there to for Zemo, supposedly. Right. The idea that Cap's shield is made of vibranium from Wakanda is significant mm -hmm. because that's a that's an image that's about black slavery in America. Okay, mm. like yeah. the definitively about it. It's why, to some great extent, that shield belongs in Sam's hands, right? Right. Like the, that. It's very. It's a very strong metaphor. Now, so there's two things I want to say. One is 
that I don't like what I'm going to say <laughs> because I really want to believe, I really have to believe that the reason the super soldier serum works is because of the person it's put in, not because of the serum itself. Okay. But the distinctive nature of the serum that works for cap could be that it is part of the, the heart shaped herb from Wakanda and that somehow that's part of that too, right? We know that people have been to Wakanda in some way. Like we know that th there's some connection because they have vibranium, right? If that heart-shaped herb got in the hand of whatever the name of the scientist was, I forget his name from- mm -hmm. First Avenger. First Avenger. That could be one of the things that makes it different. It would explain a lot about Black Panther and it would do all sorts of interesting tying together. But for me, it would undercut the nature of Steve Rogers that makes him special and that who you are can be transformative. Like that's an important thing. Yeah. It, like the who you are, the, the way you live, the what you believe in makes you different, more acceptable to advancement to yeah. help, but whatever. So that's one thing I, that I think about. You know, the other thing is this is our chance for the White Wolf storyline to be clarified for us. Right. And we need, to, that would be great. That'll be exciting. Yeah, The I feel like I remember the scientist who, who created the serum saying something along the lines of, uh, you know, this serum enhances everything about you. So if you are already a good person, it's going to increase that. If you're a bad person, like if you are just this guy who doesn't believe in doing good, mm -hmm. it's going to enhance that part of you as well. I'll, I'll see if I can find that clip somewhere and insert this here. But um, I feel like I remember him saying something along those lines. I, right. I like Stanley Tucci did say that at some point, right? Is that sense. who the scientist was, right? That's it was who it was. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I mean, that part of his choice in choosing Steve Rogers was he may not be the biggest guy. He certainly isn't the biggest guy, but his heart is for right. people. Exactly. And so it's going to increase in like he, he knows the serum is going to make him strong. He knows the serum is going to give him enough strength and power to do what he needs to do. But he wanted to make sure he was giving it to the right guy with the right heart, with mm -hmm. the right mind. Um, that's why he gave it to the guy who chose the only guy who, who jumped on the grenade. Right. Right. Um, and so giving it to somebody like John Walker, it's only going, we're only going to see right. his bad behavior increase when he and, gets and, a serum. And that could potentially be what we're going to see. I think right? I, it feels like that has to be the end. It feels like you're going to have to see a, a, a black cap versus white cap. Right. You know, slug fest. Yeah. yeah. And will Sam have a, a serum? Yeah, injected and that's it, it feels like you know not that i want to say like that's the only way that this has to go or that's the only way that captain america can exist because um i don't want to limit the power of sam and who he is right. without the serum but i don't know how much captain america can hold his own against some of these people without like cap would not be able to fight thanos at all without a serum you know no, that's true and so going forward, if the stakes are going to continue to be raised, Sam has to have something. Right, you know, to be able to maintain the role the level that of Captain, Captain America, America plays in you the You know, Avengers, there has to right. be something injected. He has to gain some power. And that could simply even just, maybe Wakanda does give him, a, right. you know, the heart-shaped herb, right? Maybe he, they do give him the vibranium. Um, and uh, he he does have that power to, 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 maybe he has the same power as Black Panther. Just He's just not Black Panther. I don't know. I don't know what right. they, what they do, but he needs to have some kind of superpower. I think 
that is outside of his wings because he's not going to have these wings after he. Well, or maybe he is. Maybe no, he will the, have those wings with the shield, right? Yeah, yeah that's no, what's it goes accurate, together. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, but um, but he he needs to be able to hold his own against. I think that's a good the point. big three it's, at it's, least, and know? we'll see how that sort of plays out. Yeah, uh, the you know the other appearance of Wakanda is we may get some teaser about T'Challa. Like, mm -hmm. and no, I want to say that in the opposite way. I don't think this is about exposing something. I think it's more about whether or not they talk about it at all. Like, I yeah, wonder yeah. if we're going to hear T'Challa sent me that was edited out. Like, I wonder if we're right. if we're going to erase that so that we don't lean into something that we can't sustain in this plot right. before we get to whatever the big decisions are. And you know, they're whatever they're going to do with Black Panther two. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a mystery that I want to see on the screen. I don't want to be told beforehand yeah 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 you don't want to have any clues as i don't to... i want to know how they ha there's four or five people who could take on that mantle in the wakandan universe right and i just want i want one of them to step up mm -hmm. and i don't want it to have happened off screen like the thing i don't want it to do yeah is to have happened off screen right you don't want to you don't want to drop into a black panther 2 movie and all of a sudden shuri takes off the helmet and you see and her. it's shuri right yeah. uh and I certainly don't want to be in Falcon and the Winter Soldier and someone to say, well, T'Challa's gone and so Shuri has taken over, right? right? I just don't want, I, I think that yeah. that's not going to be dramatically satisfying and yeah. Bozeman deserves, even though they gave him his own opening credits, Bozeman deserves more than that Yeah, uh, for, for that sure. portrayal. Um, but the idea of Wakanda becomes the idea of all Africa, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, the white man going, the, one of the really important things that we heard in the plane that gets played out with this Wakanda moment is, you know, the, it, they're talking about, you know, Marvin Gaye and they're doing this little music right. bit and you, there's this conflict over race that just plays out there. And, you know, Sam says to Zemo, he's right. It's not his right to say that, which is still part of this disillusionment thing and yeah. a little problematic as a statement. But it is this idea that sort of, Wakanda is the Africa of this world and there's this white guy who was healed in Africa mm -hmm. that's now coming back for him and I'm anxious to see the relationship I think her name is Ao I think that's who okay. what her name is I think that's her see if I can character find it, name but yeah I, I, I'm anxious Ayo. to see it their relationship yeah. yeah because if their relationship will tell us a lot about what it means to be black and white in mm -hmm. the Marvel Universe without the burden of American racism. Like, yeah. I'm anxious to see that play out. Yeah, and it's cool that she's the one who came because they could have easily gotten, you know, Denai Guerrero to come mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, be a part of the show for an episode. But I'm glad they're bringing some smaller characters in who have had some screen time. Right. But are now getting a level up, right, in this MCU. And, uh, yeah, and that feels like see, what happened yeah. with WandaVision. Right, right, exactly. Uh, so I'm excited to see what happens. I'm interested to see this conflict unfold a bit and um, see what side Wakanda takes and if they're going to roll with this plan mm -hmm. and just kind of have to overlook Zemo for a minute and just work with him or if they're going to try and... It, it feels like this conflict can't take too much attention away from their main plan, right? right. Because at that point, then you're battling three people you have you have three enemies that you're dealing with, with. wakanda flag smasher and and john walker and yeah. whatever zemo's doing and whatever zemo's doing right because he has this hidden motive somewhere and power broker right 
it just gets really expensive. There's a there's a lot to, of and yeah. and we know we know like this is a six episode thing. This is not going to resolve, right? This is only a, another stepping stone to get us to the next right. time we see Sam and Bucky, mm-hmm. right? That's all. That's all this is. Um, it's the same thing with WandaVision. We it, all it is is a stepping stone. We know that Vision will be back at some point. Right, and, and we know that she's going to be in the multiverse, and she's going to be in the multiverse. Yeah, exactly. So the, all these things are just stepping stones to the next to the next piece. But you know, how does what kind of factor into this entire thing? And they, Bucky found what these little they were like bracelets. Steph called it. My wife called it. Um, she's like, those are Wakandan. Well, they're the Wakanda pieces. balls, right? Yeah, they they, use, they're, they're the bracelet them. things, right? Yeah. That would, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that, right? There's, but and they, they can use them for a whole bunch of different right, purposes. They have a whole lot of. Um, and so I wasn't sure what their purpose was. Were they listening? Is that what it was? I'm not sure. We're going to find that out, I think. Yeah. They're certainly, they were placed mm-hmm. on a path that they were walking. Yeah. I'm anxious to see how that all plays out. And that's good. Like, it was a great, I mean, mm-hmm. talk about a great ending reveal, like a really rock yeah. solid reveal at the end of it. Yeah. And Bucky had spent enough time in Wakanda to have noticed these. Right. You know, he knew what they, he knows what they are. He knows what they were doing. He knew who he was talking to before mm-hmm. she showed up. And, uh, I mean, just to see what his dynamic is with, with uh, yeah, the Wakandans, because because like I, like I said last episode, we have seen him talk more in a single episode than we've seen him talk in you know ten years of, of the MCU. So we didn't see him talk to anybody in Wakanda. He was a si- he was silent. No, like he walked out. He walked out without an arm and, and then walked back in. Yeah, and then T'Challa came, gave him an arm, and then we didn't see him again and the until kids yeah. around, right? Right, like that's it. So I'm very interested to see what happens. Um, you want to talk a bit about Sam and Bucky? Yeah. I think their relationship gets more and more fun and interesting. Yeah. They are full of trust and distrust at the same time, mm-hmm. but they're definitively working together. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. They're, they're, they're buddies at this point, but not, uh, I, I, I wouldn't say that they, they just don't trust each other a hundred percent yet. So they're just still kind of on their own path. They're not working together. Yeah. They're kind of following their own leads and theories. Yeah, they're, they're not a team. They're a pair. Yeah. Right. You know, uh, right. and that's interesting. And, they, they, you know, the, they, they're they playing out their scenes. What I wanted to talk about a little bit was the question of care for each other mm-hmm. and that we see some moments where they're checking each other. So there, there's that really intense sequence where uh, Winter Soldier beats up all those folks, mm-hmm. you yeah, know. Right, in the bar, right? In the bar. Yeah. Um, and it is hyper-violent and Sam's, are you okay at the yeah, end? Yeah, he says, you good? Yeah. yeah. Like really, like a like a really good choice mm-hmm. uh, in the same way that when we see Sam let Winter Soldier or, or let Bucky, but mm-hmm. potentially Winter Soldier go into the room and we start to hear the words, right? Right. That, uh, that that's a moment of trust. Yeah. But, the, but we're not sure about Bucky's health. We just don't know how healthy he is. Yeah. No, we don't know. We have no idea. We don't know if it's easy for him to slip back into. Right. Or if there is something that can trigger him and he'll slide right back into this Winter Soldier, you know, persona. Uh, I thought it was very cool that they played with that a bit and mm-hmm. that they used that in his past as a trick, a tactic to to get into places because not everybody is aware of who he is now. Right. right? Um, when he's been in hiding and yeah. it was but it was good to see them check in with each other mm-hmm. they're they're both making sure that the other one's good even as they mm-hmm. 
jab each other. Well, and that. Zemo is manipulating a little bit here, right? Because mm-hmm. he does mention to Sam, you know, it didn't take much for him to fall right back into that role. Mm-hmm. And so he is planting some of this distrust between the two of them, uh, which maybe him just giving a quick jab towards this super soldier that he really doesn't like. Uh, or it might just be maybe him manipulating. Who, yeah. Like, who knows? So, I don't, I can't get a read. You yeah. can't get a read on Zemo. It's Not yet, really certainly. difficult to kind of figure out what his purpose yeah. is. So Zemo shoots Nagel in the head right. right as Sharon Carter enters. I don't know why. He finds his gun right underneath this countertop. Yep. And so now does does Zemo have one gun or two? So he, he may have two. One he had to get rid of, right? So Sharon made him get rid of one at one point. Okay, yeah. Uh, I can't tell you. I, I can't. I was it. confused because I, I saw him pick up this gun. I was like, does he have two guns now? He did why pick is... up that gun. Anyway, he shoots Nagel, and I'm not 100% sure why. Do you have any insight as to why he shoots him? I think it's him? I'm killing anyone involved with super soldiers. Okay. I just think it's part of that underlying yeah. super soldier murder thing that he's doing. I almost read into it as like he didn't want Sharon to be able to question Certainly Nagel could be the too. case. Certainly could be something about who's the power broker. Mm-hmm in this story too yeah so i think i think there's some mystery still left there yeah but it could also just be right this is what he's going to do to every super soldier which may lead us into what's going to happen with the flag smasher people in zemo or what's going to happen with yeah uh john walker who gets or sam if he gets it with with zemo Mm -hmm. too so yeah definitely conflict between them i i just don't know z i mean zemo is a is a major player now in the show and i imagine he'll be in the next three episodes. I think he's here till the end, yeah. yeah. The last thing I wanted to talk about was mm-hmm. the, um, the what I think is the weakest moment in the series, and that's the prison break. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I forgot all about it. Yeah. I forgot all about it. it. I'm gonna say that I think I know what was trying to happen, mm-hmm. and it just didn't manifest. So it was, should have felt like um, a reveal in an episode, like in a Mission Impossible or in yep. a, a Ocean's Eleven kind of caper film, right? Uh-huh. Uh, like the Italian Job. It's that idea where we're, where we see the result of it, and we sort of enjoy the fact that we know he's escaping. Yeah. But we watch the pieces sort of fall together backwards. But those pieces that fell together were bizarre. Yeah. It just seemed like the least likely yeah. successful escape plan. Well, it, it you said Mission Impossible. It completely reminded me of ghost protocols escape from prison sequence where right. you know benji's controlling the doors and right. and and ethan hunt is trying to get out of the prison he causes a riot to get out of the prison and yeah it's just it, it felt like that but way less exciting and and, and uh, unbelievable to some extent right like there was a moment where well because how did he get out of the plexiglass cell that he was in because uh, all of a sudden he's just out he's just out walking yeah and then he goes into this one cell and then he comes back out like yeah and i was like why did you go in a ce- why would you go why in a you cell go in why, yeah. why would you go into someplace that could lock you in yeah um and the the guards were not efficient yeah it just felt like i mean whatever prison he's in it would be some kind of high security prison that yeah. they wouldn't be messing around well, he's in a plexiglass cell yeah you'd likely have a shock collar on of some sort that would just comp- that would just neutralize you immediately it just felt like it was like they were doing a thing yeah and they've been very successful with their efforts yeah. in the series and that felt like a completely unsuccessful 
it, piece of it, it felt out of place almost with the entire series right yep. like the style of filmmaking there didn't just didn't feel just didn't feel right certainly storytelling yeah um, so yeah that that just to me felt really weird and off and i'm glad it wasn't long yeah yeah it was quick right it was only about a minute yeah. so yeah, yeah. So, but that's it that's it for me Thanks for listening to this episode of the Racking Focus podcast. We'll be back with the next three episodes of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And with any luck, all of the Marvel series that we can do in this way as well. Yeah, we love talking about Marvel, and uh, we'd love for you to join in our conversation. So if you have any thoughts about this episode, you can head to anchor.fm slash podcast. The link is also in the description of this episode. You can drop us a message, and we'd love to feature you on the episode, answer your questions, kind of discuss the episodes with you, and... Uh, we're very excited that the MCO is taking its plunge into the uh, TV world and, and creating some, some longer content here. Yes, and you can you know go and visit com to see back information from us both about our series on The Witcher and also our other Marvel movie uh, reviews and com- conversations yep. that we've had. So there's plenty to have there, and you can follow us on Instagram, uh, and uh, Twitter and whatever else you might want to do. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to engage. And above all else, share this with a friend. Let someone else uh, hear about it. Join in the conversation. We'd like more and more listeners so that we can expand what we're doing because we don't want to just be sitting out here alone talking. We'd love <laughs> to engage with you folks. Yep. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Racking Focus podcast. <laughs>